I want to do this quick video real quick. I don't plan on being on here long because I got to go do some stuff. Um, so I want to talk about starting off at the help desk. All right. And the reason why I want to do this is because I recently had somebody leave a comment on my channel. Somebody says something like, um, I wish I had a screenshot, but I didn't save it. But dude said, uh, the stuff that Tech G's teaching you can only get you a job starting off at the help desk, right? And it's not going to get you one of those $100,000 a year jobs. So let me, let me just talk about the help desk real quick, all right, in case you guys don't know. Um, that's how I actually got started working in tech was at the help desk. I mean, granted, I was in the army when I was doing it, but doing help desk in the military and doing help desk in the, as a civilian, you're doing the same thing. I mean, it's the same job. But here, here's the thing, right? So when people, I think, I think when people come to YouTube and they're looking up how to get started in tech, what you should do, how, you know, people advertising all these videos talking about how you can go from switching careers to now you're making $150,000 a year. I, I think a lot of people who look at this stuff, I think that they, they fall into this trance of just believing the money, meaning that somebody says you make 150,000, and these people think, oh, wow, all I got to do is just switch careers and I'm making $150,000 a year. That, that, listen, that's not necessarily how this thing works. You understand what I'm saying? Um, oftentimes, if you are doing a total career switch where you're going from one profession, doing whatever it is that you was doing, to now you're jumping into a totally different profession, doing something totally different that you've never done before. You know, realistically, you can't come in there thinking that you're going to come in at the top, <laughs> making top notch dollar, you know, making, you know, making the hundred and fifty thousand dollars salaries off the jump. Like that's not realistic in probably ninety nine percent of the cases. You understand what I'm saying? Oftentimes when you make a total career shift, you're probably going to have to start at the quote unquote bottom to a certain extent, right? Now, that doesn't mean that you're always going to start off at the bottom, bottom, bottom. But you guys got to be realistic that you're probably not going to come in making the upper echelon salaries doing a total career shift. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, what's up, uh, Divine Order? What's cracking? Uh, are you from the shy? All right, be safe out there, man. <laughs> Be safe out there in the shy, B. All right, so anyway, let's talk about the help desk. So here's the thing, right? Let's just say you do, you switch careers, you go into tech, and all you can find is a help desk job. Or somebody tells you, oh, you're just going to be working at the help desk. So this, this is what more than likely is going to land you at the help desk, right? If you switch careers and all you do is go out there and get A-plus certified, or maybe even Network Plus, but let's just say you go get an A-plus certification, and that's it. You just get the cert, pass the test, get the cert, that's it. You don't have any experience. You don't have anything else, but you have your certification saying that you are good to go with the uh, 
theoretical knowledge associated with that certification. Well, there's a chance that you're probably going to be starting off at the help desk because essentially you don't know anything else. You don't have any documented experience. You don't have any higher level specialized certifications. Uh, you know, you, you just don't have any of those other things, right? So more than likely you're going to be starting off at the help desk. And that's what I personally consider the quote unquote bottom of IT. Now, that's not to say that that is a bad thing, because I know a lot of people like to look down on the help desk as, um, you know, as just some some very. Hold up. Uh oh, give me one second. Hold on. I got to answer this. My son calling me. Hello. I, I, I'll bring, I'll be, I'll be up there. Give me like a, I'll be up there with it. All right. When do you need it? What time? I'll be up there. All right. All right. All right. My bad job. My son, he has a uh, martial arts thing going on right now. He's like judging some competitions or something. And then at two o'clock, I think his stuff starts. So I got to go grab his equipment, take it up there and, you know, go up there and support my boy. Now, what was I saying before my son called me? Oh, yeah, I was, I was talking about the help desk, right? So in order, so let's just say you do come in at the bottom, right? The bottom of the, the, the totem pole in terms of tech, right? It's more than likely because all you have is your A-plus cert. You don't have any experience, any higher-level certs. You, you don't have any of that other stuff going on. You, you're just there. But... I don't want people to look at that like it's a bad thing because listen, when you go to the help desk, there's a lot of stuff that you can learn at the help desk. You know, obviously you're going to be dealing with answering phones, dealing with trouble tickets. Yeah, you might even be out there fixing computers, resetting passwords, plugging up printers, you know, you know, things of that nature, right? The biggest thing that people have to remember if you do come in at the bottom is you can't, you have to make a plan for what you want to do with your tech career within like the next six to 12 months. All right. And this is for, like I said, this is really aimed at people who have little to no experience whatsoever working in tech, but all you got is your A plus cert. You have to look at this as this is my chance to get my foot into the door of the tech industry. And this is, this is probably the easiest way to get into tech is through the help desk, mind you, based, based on my, 20 almost how many years i've been doing this almost 21 years of experience coming in through the help desk is probably the easiest way to get into tech there are other people that'll tell you now you can go do this you can go do that and they're right but the stuff that they teach or what they preach based off of what i've seen over the years is oftentimes way more complicated than it probably should be but coming in through the help desk with your a plus cert is probably the easiest way to get into tech now once you get into tech and let's just say you are doing your help desk job, making your 15, 20, 20 dollars an hour, whatever the heck it is they're paying. I know at least down here where I live, I think they're paying people on average like 20 dollars an hour to uh, go out, go out there and do tech. Um, once you get your foot in the door, now it's up to you to determine exactly what path in IT you want to go. What do you want to do? Where do you want to see yourself in the next 12 months, two years, five years, et cetera, et cetera? Because now once you get up in there, 
you're going to be surrounded or you should be in an environment around other people who've been working in tech longer than you. Um, depending upon exactly what company you work for and what you do, you might be exposed to cybersecurity personnel. You might be exposed to networking people. You might be exposed to cloud people, database people, whoever the heck is at your company working. You, you should hopefully get some type of exposure to higher level IT professionals. And then once you get up in there, you uh, assert yourself and show some initiative. Go out there, start making friends, asking questions about how do you do what you do? What was the path that you had to go down to get to, to a position like yours? Yada, yada, yada. And what you'll discover is more than likely these people will tell you exactly what they had to do to get to where they are to make the big bucks that you want to make, right? And then oftentimes you'll probably run into a lot of these people will probably start training and teaching you how to do stuff that's related to their specific career path in tech, meaning they might pass off stuff to you to do because they don't necessarily want to do it. At least that's how it was when I was in tech and I started kind of moving up. Like I said, I used to do system administrator work, network administrator work. I worked at a network operations center. I used to work for the NSA. I was a service desk supervisor at one point. Um, even when I had all these little positions, there was just a bunch of things that I, di I didn't necessarily want to do. Not because I was lazy, but you know, I want to focus on other things. So I would get my less experienced person that was working for me or working up under me. And I would have them do those tasks, even though I, I knew all they had was their A plus cert or they had just got started. I would give them a bunch of tasks to do, not because I want to give them some busy work, but I knew that this would eventually help them with the experience department. Because you guys got to remember, when it comes to IT, um, experience reigns supreme over everything. Experience is king dingling out in these streets, right? Then you have certifications. Then you have formal education. But experience reigns supreme in everything. So I was trying to, you know, when I was passing off assignments and tasks or whatever the case may be, it wasn't because I was just trying to, you know, you know, trying to be lazy so I can go back, kick my feet up and go watch YouTube videos or something like that. It was because I knew that these were junior workers or whatever with way less experience and they could probably use this stuff so that they can learn the industry or they can learn whatever skill sets that they were trying to learn so that they can hopefully enhance their resumes. So when they do come back and they, um, I don't know, six months to a year from now, they can have a whole bunch of stuff added to their resume. So they get, so if they decide they want to throw their resume back out there to go find a new job or try to go for another a promotion or, or move into a different department within the company doing some different, like, I don't know, transition from the help desk to a cybersecurity role. Well, if they got all this stuff added to their resume um, based off of little assignments that I was giving them, that might give them a um, that might give them a, a, a stronger competing chance. Is that, is that how you properly phrase that? I don't know. That might give them a, a better chance at competing for uh, a higher a so-called higher level job that might come with more responsibility and more pay. So what I'm saying is you got people that will sit here and they'll knock the help desk. Oh, that's just the bottom Yada, yada, yada. Oh, what Tech G is teaching you, A plus, Net plus, Security plus. That's only going to get you a help desk job. Listen, you'll probably only get a help desk job if all you ever do is just get IT fundamentals and A plus. And you don't, and you don't do anything else. You don't, you don't try to get a higher level cert. You don't really go out there and try to learn any skill sets. You just go take the test and pass it. Yes, you'll probably get a help desk job. But even still, that shouldn't deter you or 
or demotivate you or whatever the doggone word is, you can still take that help desk job and turn it into some valuable experience that you can put on your resume for future jobs or future promotions or whatever the case may be. You understand what I'm saying? So I just wanted to share that real quick because listen, like, like I said in the beginning of this video, you know, a lot of y'all watch these YouTubers and look, I'm not saying that any of the stuff that they say is wrong. A lot of these people have been working in tech almost as long as me. Maybe some of them are even longer or whatever the case may be. And they're all very knowledgeable people. But one thing about YouTubers, and, and I guess I see this on Instagram and other places as well. Everybody likes to sell the idea of uh, making $100,000 plus in IT. And look, I'm somewhat guilty of doing it myself because if y'all go to my community tab, You'll see, I've been, let matter of fact, let me pull it up for you guys real quick. Give me one second. Where's my channel? Oh, crap. There we go. Uh, one second, I'm trying to, here we go. All right. All right, so you go to my community tab. All right, y'all see I've been posting these joints right here, right? IT auditor, entry-level role, average salary $111,000, job openings $8,300, all right? Um, incident and intrusion analyst, entry-level role $89,000, cybercrime analyst $100,000, uh, cybersecurity specialist, one hundred and seven thousand, and these are and listen, these are all entry level role jobs. So they're like, "What <laughs> did you just say? We can only go at the help desk?" Listen, so I didn't. I want you guys to know, I didn't make any of this stuff up. Right? This isn't just something I just made up and just stuck on a, a freaking a freaking uh picture right here. And was like, "Hey, go go to my website and sign up for my training." No, these are actual entry level jobs for cybersecurity. Right? So you're like, well, what does that mean? So and how does that relate to what I do on this channel? So everybody knows my channel. For those of y'all been around for a minute, you know, in my little bio here, I get straight to the point about what it is I do. I teach people how to get started in information technology. That is the entire purpose of the Tech G channel, right? I don't really focus on these high-level discussions in tech. I don't talk about this managerial stuff, this executive level stuff. I, you know, I keep I try to keep my content strictly for people who literally don't know anything about tech and they see tech all over the news and they're hearing about all these tech jobs and how tech might be recession proof, yada, yada, yada. I'm just talking to them people because I've had people make mention somebody said something slick to me on a, on a YouTube channel not too long ago talking about, I visited your channel and your channel doesn't seem all that. Man, my phone is blowing up today. Let me just telemarket this call. Let me put this thing on vibrate. Sorry about that. But anyway, somebody said something slick to me. And it's weird because it's another person that works in IT and cybersecurity. And <laughs> it's, it's a person that works in tech. And I'm not going to mention the person's name. because look, I don't, I don't do beef or none of that stuff. At least on this channel, I don't put it that way. But they made they made a comment saying that they they came to my channel, looked at it, and they weren't impressed, right? 
It was like, oh, your channel just seems average at best or something like that. And I'm looking at this person. I'm like, you work in IT and cybersecurity. And I assume you got some of these certifications that I, that I teach on this channel. So I don't understand why you would say my channel is average at best or whatever, whatever the techno, whatever the term this person used when the information I present on this channel is the same information you more than likely had to learn so that you could become this already smarty cybersecurity professional that you profess to be like I'm, I'm showing people how to essentially become you one day. Right. It, it was the weirdest thing. Right. So anyways, but you know, that, that's neither here nor there, but so my channel, like I say, it's about teaching people how to get started in tech. Like well, I'm not having these super high level conversations. Right. It's not because I'm, it's not because I'm not capable of having them. It's just that my target audience, they're not capable of having them. And I'm not saying that people are slow or dumb or anything like that. It's just like, I don't know, man. Let me, let me think of another way to phrase this. Like I, I served 13 years active duty in the United States Army, right? Now, if I go talk to all of my civilian friends who never served in the military, when I talk to them about my time in the military, I don't speak to them in military lingo, jargon, slang. I just try to speak to them in terms that they can understand as it directly relates to the military. Like I'll give you an example. Like I got, when I got deployed to Afghanistan, right. I would, I would, I would say, yes, I was deployed to Afghanistan. I was on a base air or not air of John. That's in Kuwait, but um, Kandahar, Kandahar airfield. Right. And then I got sent to a smaller base called uh, Fa Pasab. Now, now that that's pretty much the extent of what I would say. Now, if they ask me, basically what I'm saying is I wouldn't necessarily go out there and try to use terms like FOB, F-O-B, stands for forward operating base, right? Basically, it's like a smaller base from the bigger base, except I was in like a, a way more dangerous area than the bigger base. I mean, we were getting shot at almost every other day out there. But I wouldn't necessarily start running off talking to the person about what a FOB is, uh, exactly what did I do out there, what was the mission that we were sent out there to do, who was the support? Who was this? Who was that? Yada, yada. Cause they would just look at me like, like, uh, what are you talking about, dude? So in their mind, they're just cool. They just, they're, they're more, they're, they're more comfortable with me just saying, Hey, I was in the army and I was deployed to Afghanistan. <laughs> and that, that's about as far as we need to go with the conversation. Right? So when I, when I do this, when I come on this channel, that's what I try to do with this tech stuff. I'm like, Hey, this is what tech is. This is how you get started. These are the certifications that I personally think will help you out. And this is the easiest path to getting into tech. I don't feel like I got to start talking all this super duper high level tech stuff to a bunch of people that are just going to look at me like, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. Like, like what is all this, this craziness? I'm just trying to understand what the hell a keyboard is. Or I'm just trying to understand what a power supply unit is. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's, that's my approach to it. Right. So anyways, I teach people how to get started in tech. All right. But anyways, getting back to these flyers. So, like I say, people see this, and some, some people were, at least one, one particular person, kept making comments saying, oh, you're not going to get this job. You're just going to go to the help desk because what, what Tech G is teaching you. So, here's the thing. Will you get a, an IT auditor job as your first-time job straight out the gate 
you're switching careers from being a, a, I don't know, you working at the library or something like that, right? As a librarian or, you know, something else. Will you come in straight as an IT auditor? Probably not. Probably not. But then you're like, well, how come it's advertised as an entry level role? Now, granted, now keep in mind, I didn't make this up. This is what it's actually advertised as. Well, the reason why it's advertised as an entry level role, because this is actually an entry level cybersecurity job, right? So it's like when you guys get into IT, you guys got, there are all types of different lanes in IT. You could be a uh, cybersecurity. You can go up the networking path, which is the path I went up. You can do database. You can do cloud development. You can do this. You can do that. You know, it's all types of different lanes, right? But the thing is, each lane that you go up, they all have an entry point or a so-called starting point, right? I mean, that's the way it is. They, they all have a starting point. And let's just focus on this with this entry level IT job as an IT auditor, or an incident and intrusion analyst. Well, just to apply for these jobs, oftentimes you gotta have certain prerequisites just to apply for that type of entry-level cybersecurity job. And one of the prerequisites is, not, it's like 99% of the time they want you to have at least a Security Plus certification just to apply for the job. And then once you apply for the job, now it opens up some doors to cybersecurity. And these are the entry-level cybersecurity jobs that are now available to you. And then once you get in there, you get your incident and intrusion analyst job or whatever, you work that for a little bit, you get some more experience documented on your resume, you, you might even pursue a higher level cert like pen test or the CEH or something like that, certified ethical hacker. You know, depending upon what lane in cybersecurity that you wanna go now, you can start positioning yourself to move up to those higher ranks within cybersecurity. But maybe it's my fault because maybe I didn't properly explain this to people, even though I probably did, but I've recorded almost 400 videos on this channel. I can almost promise you I explained this at least once <laughs> during these videos, but maybe I need to go back and do a whole nother explanation talking about how that actually works. But Anyways, getting back to what I was saying originally about the help desk. All right. So like I say, some people were saying, oh, the help desk, the help desk, all you learn A plus and that plus security plus, you're just going to start off at the help desk. That's not necessarily true. There are a whole bunch of jobs in tech that you can bypass the help desk. Right. But the thing is, you need some type of experience. Right. In, in a lot of instances, and a lot of people are like, well, how do I get experience if I've never worked in tech? Well, that's why. I'm out here doing this whole, all right, so it's time for me to promote my stuff again. That, that's why I'm doing this whole, as soon as it loads up, this whole Tech G certification training, right? So for those of y'all who have did a free consultation with me, and for those of y'all who have signed up, and I've actually been teaching for the past two months, well, let's just focus on my students that I've been teaching for the, because remember, I started advertising this back in like October last year. And then January 10th is when I actually started teaching for the students that actually signed up. So for the students that actually signed up, um, they should be going out there either this week or next week to go sit down and take their A-plus hardware certification. All right? uh, the, yeah, the A-plus hardware test. And then March 14th is when I actually start teaching the software portion. Now, when they come to me, right, 
they're not just getting bombarded with slideshows after slide. I mean, yeah, they, yeah, they are getting them slideshows. All those, all these wonderful slideshows that I've taken my time to put together. Oh, they, they oh, they getting these all day long. But I do go, I do make it an effort. I do make it, I do make an effort to go out and show them other stuff, which is why I posted these little videos right here in case you guys missed them of how to do higher level stuff so that they can have so-called experience and actually put this stuff on their resume. Because what it is, by the time they're finished with me, assuming they do everything I tell them to do and they go out there and pass all these certs, they're, they're gonna have their A plus, net plus, and security plus certs. But here's the thing, when they go out there and apply for a job, everybody and their mama is gonna have A plus, net plus, and security plus, right? So you're not, you're not, gonna, be, you're not gonna be unique in that situation to where, oh, I'm the man or the woman and I got all these certs. Well. There's a lot of people that got these certs because there's, there's a lot of people that teach these certifications, right? Um, you, you can go out there and download what are called ant, uh, test banks, right? Where they got, um, what is it, like 300 to 500 questions and answers and people go study those and pass the certification exam. Like, so, you're gonna, so what I'm saying is you go apply for an entry-level job in IT, even if it's for the help desk, there's going to be a whole bunch of other people that have the A-plus certification, right? But what I do is I teach them other stuff that probably 90% of the other people that are applying for the job are not going to have on their resume. So, yeah, you're going to have your A plus, net plus, security plus cert. But I'm also teaching people higher level stuff like stuff related to CCNA, Cisco Certified Networking Associate. And I'm not teaching that actual cert, but I'm teaching them elements of that cert that directly relate to these three main certifications, um, A plus, net plus and security plus. So that when they go out there and they start dropping resumes off, well, they have some other things that are listed on their resume saying that, hey, yeah, even though I am a beginner in tech, I'm switching from being a librarian to now I'm trying to get into tech. Yes, I got my A plus and my net plus and maybe my security plus, but I also know how to do all this other stuff, too. And it's, yeah, I can prove it, document it, whatever you need me to do. I can we can call up Tech G right now. And he'll tell you exactly what he taught me and showed me how to do yada, yada, yada. So that's an advantage that I try to give students. And that advantage right there, in most instances, when they all go out there and apply for a job, most of them should be able to bypass going straight to the bottom, uh, straight to the straight to the help desk of doing the, the bare bones, straight up entry level, 15 to $20 an hour job. Most of them could probably bypass that because now they got, you know, these three certs and they also know how to do some other stuff that are considered to be a, a higher level than what these three certifications offer. But like I said earlier, if all you ever do is go get your A plus and you don't have any type of certifications or any, I mean, not certification, but you don't have any type of training experience or anything else, you just got the tech, uh, you just got the cert, then realistically, you should probably expect to go to, to enter IT through the help desk. Right. But once again, that's still not a bad thing. Like I said, I don't want people to get this twisted and thinking that that's a bad thing because it's not because at the help desk. There is so much that you can learn within six months to a year. Like I say, if you show initiative and you're out there really trying to get it, there is so much that you can learn within six months, uh, six to 12 months that you can add so much stuff to your resume to, to enhance it and put it back out there into the wild so that you can start getting job offers to do other stuff. Or you might put yourself in positions to move up 
within the company that you're working for to where you can, you know, begin the transition of crossing over to being a system administrator, network administrator, maybe even like I, I, I always tell the story about my brother. Right. And I know I keep saying I'll bring him on. But my brother, his uh, his girl, she's pregnant. She's about to give birth to their first child. So he's like out of the loop. But my brother started off at the help desk. Right. Basic certifications, A plus, net plus, security plus. I don't know how long he was working for the company he was working for, but he ended up switching from help desk to cybersecurity. And when he switched, his paycheck jumped up like $40,000 just from that switch. Now, I don't know exactly how long he was working at that company prior to his transition to cybersecurity, but it was long enough to where they, his paycheck, his salary went up almost $40,000 like overnight. You know what I'm saying? So the stuff is the stuff is highly realistic. And also with the help desk. Now, I don't know too many people that work at the help desk 10, 15 years. I don't think I've ever met anybody that's been at the help desk that long. <laughs> and unless they're like a, a service desk supervisor, a help desk supervisor, or something like that. And they just really love their job. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Some people just really like what they do in tech. They're not really too, too concerned with trying to, you know, be a, be a six figure earner, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars job. Right. Some people just actually like doing whatever it is that they do in tech. And that's totally fine. You understand what I'm saying? Um, but if that's not what you want to do, well, realistically, like I say, if you come into it, you come in through the help desk, cause all you guys are your a plus it fundamentals and or a plus and nothing else. Like I say, six months to a year, that is more than enough time for you to kind of figure out exactly what lane in IT that you think you need to go so that you can put yourself in position to um, what time is it? to um, move up and get closer and closer to whatever it is that your financial goal may be, whether you want to make 100,000, 150, 200,000, or you want to be a cloud networking, cybersecurity database programmer you know i don't care what it is what you want to do that should be a more that's more than enough time for you to kind of figure these things out start asking questions about you know with the with the, the, the senior people around you figuring out what the heck they're doing and how they got to that job and you spending a good amount of time researching this stuff on indeed and google and youtube so you could put yourself into position man so anyways don't knock the help desk right don't think of oh lord i'm just I'm just coming in at the bottom and I'm, I'm never going to do nothing with my life. Eh. That's not true. Unless you choose not to do nothing with your life, then that's probably where you're going to be. But if you look at this as hey, this is just the easiest way for me to get in tech because tech G said it is because I personally believe it to be true. <laughs> this is the easiest way for me to kick the door open so I can get into the tech industry. Then you go get your A plus man. And if you got to start off at the help desk and start there, but like I say, if you if you go out there, do the things you need to do for whatever lane in tech you want to travel. There's no reason why within three to five years, you shouldn't be damn near making one hundred thousand dollars a year. I mean, like that is extremely realistic. In case you guys don't know to go from help desk to almost one hundred thousand dollars a year in three to five years is extremely realistic. I mean, it's not just something that I'm making up. That is something that is extremely realistic. Right. I know some of y'all are like, well, what about all the tech layoffs and all that other craziness? I already did a video talking about that. So 
who's getting laid off at these tech jobs. Like I told you in this video, most of those people are tech adjacent people. These are people that work at tech companies, but they're not necessarily the tech workers. It might be a tech recruiter. It might be somebody that work in the HR department, the marketing department, the, the social media department for the social media company. Like a lot of them people are getting laid off. But then you also got to remember the tech industry is just one industry. There are tech workers that work in the education industry, the, the medical industry, the transportation industry, the finance industry. Like, let's just say they did lay off a bunch of IT people that worked at Google, Facebook, or one of the FANG companies. You know, FANG, uh, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. That's what FANG stands for. Let's just say they laid off a bunch of tech people at those jobs. A lot of those, jo a lot of those tech people could easily go get another job within a day or two working at a hospital doing IT because there's cybersecurity people that work at the hospital. There's database people that work at the hospital. There's networking people that work at the hospital. They can go get a job working in the transportation industry, work, working for an airline, working for a railroad company, a bus transportation company. They can go work in the finance industry, right? There, there are IT people over there, cybersecurity people, networking people, like all these. <laughs> so basically what I'm saying is when you, when you guys watch the news and they're talking about tech layoffs, everybody thinks that, all the, the tech industry is just one giant industry, which it is, but they all think that all IT people work in the tech industry. No, some people work in education, the educational sector, finance sector, et cetera, et cetera. And those jobs are easily transferable because what you were doing over there, let's just say you were a cybersecurity person over there preventing people from breaking into the network. Well, guess what? You go to the finance sector, guess what? Those same skills directly apply over there because guess what? There are people trying to break into the financial databases and trying to steal their records and people's social security numbers and all that crap. So this stuff is easily transferable. You understand what I'm saying? So I swear the, the media be, you know, the, and the thing that kills me, the media knows this crap, but they, it, they, they just like to scare people half to death for, for some, just to sell papers or Get clicks and views. All right, that's my rant for the day, man. What y'all here talking about? Uh, dang, they hit you with the Kevin Samuels term. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace to Kevin Samuels. If y'all don't know who that is, go Google him. Yeah. Well, look, it's, it's not about what that person said. It's just, like I say, the person who said it, it, like I say, coming from this particular person, I just found it a little weird. I'm just like, wow, you work in the industry that I'm teaching people how to get into, especially within that particular lane in IT. And you're kind of taking a dump on me for teaching this, but this is the same stuff that you had to learn to become what you're doing, it's like, it, it's, it was the weirdest thing. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, can't frown on nothing that brings in money. Yeah, um, you know, well, I agree with that to a certain extent. Because <laughs> there are all types of things you can do to bring in money. You can, you can go out there on the block and, and, and start and start hustling. You know what I'm saying? 
that'll bring in money too. But you know, is that necessarily the best thing for you? I don't know. It, it wasn't for me. I put it that way. Because I didn't, I didn't want to go to jail. I'm going to tell you that right now. All right, if y'all know who I'm talking about, it is what it is. I'm not going to disclose that. Uh, shout out to Antonio. Appreciate that. I've been watching C++ tutorials. Shout out to Dollar Washer. That's what's up, man. Don't just watch them. Are, are you actually learning the stuff? <laughs> That's another thing. Pe you know, people, you know, this ain't about you, but, you know, a lot of people will watch these videos, but they'll never actually take action with them. So take action with the, the stuff you're watching, if that's what you want to do. Oh, shout out to Rick. Yeah, Rick is one of my students right now. So Rick is actually in my training program. So he can he can attest that he's been in there learning more than just A plus, net plus, and security. Well, we haven't got to the network plus and security plus stuff yet, but he can attest to you that yeah, he's been he's been learning a, a whole lot more stuff than just what what is uh what's a motherboard. So shout out to Rick. Um, he's one of my students right now who um, who's switching careers, like doing a total career switch. Um, from what he currently does to wanting to go into tech. And like I say, the students that I'm working with, let's say I'm not teaching them just, yes, obviously I'm teaching them how to pass A plus, net plus, and security plus, right? Because those are the main three certs that I promote. But like I stated earlier, I'm also teaching them higher level stuff so that they can hopefully stand out when it's time to go apply for jobs where they, hopefully they can bypass doing help desk or something the equivalent to the help desk but even if but even if they even if all they can get is a help desk job because that's what's available in their area right because that's another thing you got to factor in what's in your area if you live in like the middle of nowhere and it's just nothing but cornfields for miles and miles and miles and, and no shade to anybody living who lives out in those those type of areas you know, we got to be realistic about what's available in your in your area here. Are you willing to relocate and move to a, a bigger urban center? Are you able to find remote work? Because as a matter of fact, I was talking to somebody not too long ago. Matter of fact, it was a consultation I was doing. And one person specifically asked me about remote work in his area. And so I, during the consultation, I went on Indeed, typed in his city, and I was looking for remote jobs in his city and there, there weren't none in his area. But I found some in Atlanta that were paying. I think one of the jobs was paying like sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year to do remote work. And it was an entry level job. And all they wanted you to have was a plus and network plus. And then also understand some other stuff with land and WAN technology, basically how to program a router and a switch or at least understand how to do that stuff. And guess what? This is stuff that I'm actually teaching my students who sign up for my training program how to do similar stuff. And, and this is some other stuff. But there's one person. Let's just say they let's just say they decide to sign up for my course and then they go out and get the certs and then they learn this other stuff. Well, they will be in a position to apply for that remote position in Atlanta where they they living in whatever state they were living in. But now they can work, do that remote job that's based out of Atlanta, making like seventy thousand dollars a year as an entry level job where they could essentially bypass the help desk is what I'm trying to tell you. So 
But there's, there's a lot of different factors that go into whether or not one is going to start off at the help desk. It's not just up oh, A plus, net plus, straight to the help desk you go. <laughs> That's not necessarily how this works. There are other factors, but a lot of content creators or just people you talk to in general, they don't really explain that stuff to you, right? There, there's a lot that goes into it or more than that. Engineering graphic technology. Oh, I don't know what that is. Um, you're going to have to. So here's the thing. When you, when you guys start asking me about certain IT jobs or tech jobs, it's probably best if you give me a description of what the job says, because what it is, you'll go out there and people will just throw these titles together. You know, and it sounds all fancy and you're like, wow, that must be some some high speed stuff. But then when you read the job description, I'll go talk to the person like, what do you actually do? You're like, oh, this is what you are. But they just call it this because it sounds cool. <laughs> so I don't know exactly what an engineering graphic technology, what that actually means. To me, just reading that, it sounds like it might have to deal with somebody who's designing video games. I mean, that, that's possibly what it could be. Maybe you work for a video game company making video games. I mean, I, I don't know. I would need to see a job description. I'm in help desk started September 2022. I'm building up my certs and starting cloud computing at WGU next month. Help desk as a network specialist has helped me understand a lot about networks. Shout out to Tech with Chris. Yeah. There's a lot that you can learn, man. I'm pretty sure Chris was in there answering phones, working with some type of ticketing solution. Uh, what, what, what's a ticketing service now or remedy or what's that other one? That other popular ticketing solution a lot of people use. Is it Jira? Was it, I think it was Jira, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways, he's probably in there doing all that stuff, resetting username, passwords, probably got exposure to Active Directory or something like that. But then anyways, he's working in there. And I'm pretty sure he, he, he looked at the lay of the land, landscape was like, okay, I think I like what these guys are these people over here doing? Let me go talk to these people, figure out how did you become this? How did you become this network engineer? How do you get to work in the NOC or the SOC? SOC stands for Security Operations Center. How do you get to do all this stuff? And then I'm pretty sure somebody probably told him. Like, hey, go over here, learn this, look at this, watch this, do this over here. Uh, let, me, let me give you a couple little tasks you can do. Let me go ahead and give you some more privileges on Active Directory. So now you can go out here and you can start managing these OUs and doing all this other craziness, setting GPOs up, you know, do this over here. And now he got all type of document experience he can add to his resume. So by the time he throws his uh, resume back out there, he should be good to go. Like somebody's going to hire him for a higher position with more money. Shout out to my man, PBO, Professor Black Ops. Go sub to him. He's another very knowledgeable brother out there who, uh, you know, he'll, he'll get you right out in these streets too. Yep, transferable skills is right. Uh, the right way to make money. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start. A, I'm gonna start a, a, a the tech version of OnlyFans. I need to come up with a cool name for that. I missed the sign up. Going to start once you begin a new class. I definitely need the basics. Yeah, and that's what I teach, right? So I don't, like, when I sit down and talk with people, 
I like to get straight to the point. I don't I don't really try to be sugarcoating stuff with people trying to make it seem like it's it is what it what is what it what is not. I tell people I'm teaching you the fun the foundational information. And I personally believe it's important. There's some other people who who bypass because look, I've had so there are other content creators who offer courses, right? That are more specialized courses to get you to the big bucks. I've actually done consultations with some of their students that went through their course and they were still lost and confused. And then they came and sat down and did a consultation with me, even though they've already went through the higher level course is because a lot of them were fascinated with the possibility of making a hundred plus thousand dollars a year, but they never really truly understood what the heck they were learning. And that's no shade against the person that's teaching the course. You know, it's just that when some people, they advertise these courses, they advertise it from the perspective of how much money you can make. Take my course and you'll be making all this money. Can you make that type of money? There's a possibility. Um, Will most people end up making that type of money out the door? I personally don't think so. (laughs) Not because they, they, they don't have the, the, the under. I just don't think so. I think, I think most people need to get a solid understanding of what the heck a computer is, how they communicate and all that stuff before. So, so that you can build on top of that to figure out exactly what lane in tech you want to go. I mean, that's just my, my personal feels on that. Everybody might, some people might feel different, but that's just me. Uh, what's up, man? So I got my A plus in Linux. What roles can I get with this cert? Um. So, all right. So I, I so I, I don't want to get into the whole thing of I got this cert. What can I do? Here, here's what I'm gonna tell you to do, man. Go to Indeed. Indeed is your best friend. Go to Indeed and type in those certifications. Let me see if I can do it. I'll type in Linux Plus. I'm going to put it Atlanta. Where's the plus? Oh, here it is. I got to go pretty soon. All right. Oh, my bad. Y'all can't see my screen. All right. So here we go. So I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to do this for you in real time. So I'm just going to pick the city of Atlanta, 50 mile radius, full time position. Entry level position. And I'm just gonna pick uh I don't know. Let's just go. I don't know. I don't know if you got a degree or anything. So we're just gonna go with a high school diploma. All right. So with Linux Plus in Atlanta, Georgia, 50 mile radius, full-time position, entry level with a high school diploma, two jobs pop up. You got a Linux administrator paying anywhere between $33 to $80 an hour. I don't know what that let's just go with 50 bucks and I I don't know. I don't know what the that that is a that is a pretty significant gap right there. 33 to $80 an hour. Anyways, they say you need to know you need to be a Linux administrator one year, no, no Kubernetes one year, Docker, Azure. And all you gotta do is have a high school diploma or a GED. So anyway, that's one job you could apply for. 
Here's another one paying $21.50. High school diploma, got to have at least one year of hardware troubleshooting. And y'all, y'all can y'all let me make this bigger. Sorry about that. Uh, you got to know Windows Server, Linux, obviously. Maybe the, what is this? Answer some phones, do some trouble managing managing a, a ticketing system like like ServiceNow or was it Jira? Is Jira the other one? I cannot remember what the name of that other one is. Anyways, like I said, I don't know what city you live in, what educational levels you got, but I just I just did a random search for Atlanta, Georgia. Let's just pick another city. Let's let's just go with uh I don't know, Washington, D.C. Same thing, 50-mile radius, full-time, entry-level, high school diploma. All right, 28 jobs pop up in the D.C. area for Linux Plus, full-time, entry-level positions, and all you need is a high school diploma. So we got an Intel Threat Analyst Manager, 122000 a year. And look, they say high school diploma, one year of Linux, one year doing some cybersecurity, information security stuff. Possess technical knowledge required to conduct intrusion and analysis to include understanding IT network features and functions, including virtual networking, knowing what the OSI and TCIP model. So basically all you gotta do is just get your damn secure uh, network plus. Get your network plus, they'll, they'll teach you all this crap. Some experience in information security, you probably bypass that a little bit. Threat modeling, I don't know. Intrusion detection, firewall proxies, antivirus. This is just basic help desk stuff. Um, what else? All right, anyways, if I was you, I'd apply for this job. But you're like, well, what about this threat modeling stuff? All right, so I told you guys before, when people who write these job descriptions, this is like the perfect candidate. If you can read a job description and you think you can do at least 50% of this stuff, apply for the job. They'll teach you the rest. This is the perfect candidate. Nobody is the perfect candidate, not even me. All right, here's another one. All right, let's look for look for one advertising some money. All right, here's one. Data center technician. 54 to 68,000 high school diploma, one year of computer hardware experience. Just go get your A plus cert. There you go. Get your A plus cert. Uh, one year of computer networking experience. That's your network plus cert. One year of uh, experience with Linux and other operating systems. Well, if you know how to use Mac, you know how to use Linux, they're pretty much function the same way for the most part especially if you start dealing with the cli or the terminal as they call it you you in there all right so there you go i mean this is maybe you might want to throw in your aws cert which ain't hard to get you can go out here and get your your first job straight out of high school <laughs> and i keep doing because i got a son that's in high school my son my oldest son is 16 years old right and we're kind of this that's the one i gotta go take his karate stuff to we're at this point now he'll be a senior in high school next year so we're having these conversations about, hey, son, we need to figure out what you're going to do. 
because I don't know if he wants to go to college right now. Maybe he can take a year off and go work and then decide if, you know, if he wants to go to college, but my son wants to go into tech. He wants to learn it. So I'm teaching all, I'm teaching my son all this stuff that I teach people on YouTube. Right. Um, but I'm telling my son, like, take my son. My son's, like I said, he's 16. He graduates high school. He's about 18. I think, holy, no, my son will be 17 when he graduates high school because of when his birthday falls. Let's just say my son went out here and got, my son could realistically get this job straight out of high school because of all the stuff that I'm teaching him. Now, imagine being 17, 18 years old, and your first job out the gate is $54,000 a year. That is excellent money for a first-time job. My son ain't got no kids. He ain't got no real bills. He'll probably still be living in my house for at least a year or two so he can save money and all that crap. My, my son, you know, that's, that's excellent. I wasn't even making that when I first, my first job was Burger King back in 1996 or five, right? That's, that's great money for an entry-level job. You know what I'm saying? Especially all you got is a high school diploma. Then like I say, they're saying you, you just need to get your A plus, your network plus, and your Linux. And my man's uh, Malone says he already got his A plus in Linux. So Malone, just go look up your city. I don't know where you live at. But just go punch, go to Indeed and just type in Linux plus your city and then narrow the criteria down and see what's out there, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's the best thing I can tell you as to what type of role you can get. Just go to Indeed and see what roles are being advertised for what you have. Uh Tech version of OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy. What, what, what would an OnlyFans tech version be like, man? I ain't finna be on here. <laughs> I don't even want to think about what we'd be doing over there. Yeah, no, no problem. Shout out to Wire Dog Security. Shout out to you. So, anyways, like I say, I'm about to wrap this up, but the whole point of this was not to get discouraged at the help desk. You know, somebody come around here telling you, oh man, you just gonna be at the help desk, man. You just you just learning A plus, net plus, security plus. That's just gonna get you a help desk job, man. Like, yeah, it depends. It depends. If all you get is the certifications and that's it, you just go pass the test. That's because anybody can pass these tests that, that really wants to pass. You got people like I like I was telling you earlier. You got people that will go out there and download test banks. And I, I don't encourage you guys to do this, but people do it all the time. It's just, it'll be like 500 questions and answers. And they'll just study that and go pass the test. And now they're out here applying for the same job as you. <laughs> right? But uh, if all you got is a cert and you don't have any type of other training to say, to show that, you know how to apply this knowledge because like when people come to my consultations, right? I'll explain to them why I teach them some of this other stuff. I tell them A plus is a vendor neutral cert. And so I actually say this A plus will say, Hey, this is a router. This is a switch. And this is what they do. And they pretty much stop there. I'd be like, well, CCNA, this is a vendor specific cert. They'll be like, Hey, this is a Cisco router. This is a Cisco switch. This is what they do. And this is how you program them. So I show students, 
This is how you pro. Now, we don't get into some super deep training with this. We just do some surface level stuff. You know what I'm saying? To get them an understanding of how to do some basic stuff. Because what it is, they mess around and get hired. And then they got to actually deal with this equipment. Well, the people that they work for are going to teach them how to do all that super duper detailed stuff as it directly relates to whatever the, the, the purpose of that company is. But I just teach them. This is how we this is how we, we, we begin the process of doing this, that and the third. Like I say, you go watch these videos right here. The ones I posted when I say lab day, I put up two of them. That was just kind of a preview of what I was doing in those classes. But anyways, you go learn that stuff. Right. You learn how to get you some skills up. Or you come over here and get you a virtual lab. Because I sell these as well. And also people who sign up for my, my program where I teach them, they get all this stuff for free. It's included in the program. Right. But if, if you don't want to do that, you just want to go on my website and buy it. That's fine. I give discounts. And the reason why I do that is because. All right. So I'm a comp. So you go you go to Google, type in CompTIA delivery partner. And you type in my company name, Technology G. I'm listed on, I'm listed, officially listed on the CompTIA website as a delivery partner. So that allows for me to give y'all, offer y'all things at a discount, discounted prices, right? But anyway, students who sign up for the Tech G program, all this stuff is included in the program. So you, uh, you go through, you get you a lab, you don't have a computer to play with because you can't afford one or you just don't have one or whatever the case may be, you don't need one. They got virtual labs that'll teach you all this stuff where you can go through and learn how to install a motherboard virtually. What's the difference? You just don't have a physical motherboard in front of you to put into the case. But guess what? They show you how to do it. Like you, you click on the software. I think in the software, they, they'll show you, this is where the screws go. Like they'll show you visually how this thing goes. So you go out here and you go get, you go pass the test. You go get these labs and do all these labs that they offer. Guess what? All this stuff can be listed on your resume as experience to a certain degree to help you kind of stand out from everybody else that just has the A plus, net plus, and security plus. So if you're able to do that, and then you go apply for a job, this stuff could potentially help you bypass going straight to the help desk. Potentially, I can't make any guarantees, but potentially. That's the whole point of this whole speech, y'all. I'm getting ready to go take my son his stuff pretty soon. My help desk is not bad. You can learn a lot. It's just a starting point. This is the easiest way to get in. Once your foot is in the door, you put together a plan. Six months to a year, you could be off to doing something else if you don't want to work in the help desk. If you want to work at the help desk, that's fine. I, I'm, not, I'm not knocking people who work at the help desk. I, I want to make that clear. There are people who love the help desk. They love working with the customers. They, lo they love doing that. And they're cool with it. And that is totally fine. You have options. I'm just saying you can create options. And one of your options could be is to either work there or move up to a different position or, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. It's all about options, man. We're just trying to give you options. Help desk everything IT was my first IT job after college. I got hands-on experience with all kinds of things. Yeah. That's that's the great thing about help desk because they're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be out there doing stuff. You're gonna be answering them phones, you're gonna learn how to put together trouble tickets. Um, you, you're gonna go out there and and, and uh 
you gonna be out there dealing with the customers. Customers could be people that pay your business or it could be people in other departments in your company, like the HR people. You're gonna be out there interacting with these people, fixing their problems. They're gonna look at they're gonna look at you like the go-to expert. That, that's one thing about working in the help desk. Everybody thinks you're a subject matter expert, even if you're not, because they don't know. But they're looking at you like that. And that's cool. That can kind of boost your ego a little bit, make you seem like the man or the woman. Like, yeah, they all got to call on me to solve their problems because that's what they do. And But you get to go out there and learn a bunch of things because you're going to come across a bunch of problems and you're going to have to be able to solve these problems. Hopefully solve them unless you got to pass it up to somebody else because you don't have the training or admin privileges to solve the problem. But you're going to learn a lot of stuff and all that stuff you learn can be documented, put, can be put on your resume somehow, some way. Like, let's just say you, you all you do is just you just went out there and you just, uh, I don't know, reset 20, 20 you, you, you reset 20 passwords or unlock 20 accounts because people lock themselves out. It might seem mundane. You're like, all I did was just go into Active Directory and uncheck the lockout button. <laughs> like, that's literally all you got to do. Like when somebody locks themselves out of their account, you just go into Active Directory, find their name and just check unlock. That's all you do. Right. But. You might do that 20 times a day. So what? We can reword that and make it seem like, you know, you, uh, I, I got to think of a creative way to reword it, but there, there are creative ways you can reword that other than you just hitting the, <laughs> hitting their name and unchecking the, uh, the lockout button. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, customer service skills, soft skills, that stuff's important too. We don't really talk about that, that a lot, but you need to be able to talk and communicate with people because you're not going to be locked away in some networking closet with the lights out and neon lights everywhere with your hoodie on and you're just, just click clacking all day long. That's not how that works, man. You're going to have to actually go out there and talk to people. WhatsApp and Viber are using national ISP Wi-Fi and four four plus data carriers. Oh, Viber. Okay, I have to look that up. 5G is not as it should be in towns. Yeah, um, 5G, well, I'm not going to get into this whole discussion about 5G, but <clears throat> 5G has a, it works great if you're standing directly next to a 5G tower. <laughs> I think it has like a, uh, I think you can't go beyond like 300 feet before you notice that you've done switch to 4G and now you're not getting those blazing lightning speeds. And then also it can't be no obstructions, trees, like trees can mess up the doggone signal. So if you see a 5G tower and you go stand right up under it, oh, you're going to experience 5G sensations all day long. Walk 300 feet away from it. 5G goes bye-bye for the most part. So... I don't know how that's going to work in smaller towns, but in cities, you stand up under a 5G tower, you good money. All right, anyways, uh, that's my speech for today. I got to go find my son's sparring gear. My son's going to be out there sparring, going to be knocking some heads off. I think he's going for his green belt. So he's an orange belt doing, I forgot, I can't, I can't pronounce the name of the style of martial arts he's doing. So it's, it's a Korean name called Musul or something like that. I cannot pronounce it to save my life, man. But anyways, he's uh he's going for his green belt today. So, so we're going to see. I got to go out there and support my boy. 
my boy also does Muay Thai. Wait, so he does that, and then he also does jujitsu. So my son's out there. He's out there doing the damn thing. So I got to go support him. I got to go grab all his sparring equipment so he can go out there and start knocking some heads off today. All right. Hopefully, y'all, we address that. Help desk is not bad. It's only bad if you do not do anything while you're there. But then again, if that's what you choose to do, then technically that's not bad because you chose to do that. But if you want to move up, make the big bucks, but you start off at the help desk, don't think that it's impossible. There are a lot of people that start off at the help desk that went on to become making well over six figures. And, and it didn't take them 20 years to do it. So you just got to figure out what you want to do. Get focused. Go get certified. Go get skilled up. Well, go get skilled up first, then certified. And figure out what you want to do, man. You can get there. All right. Uh, hopefully I motivated y'all. Anyways, I'm about to chuck deuces. Y'all be safe. I'm out. Peace.